It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Warren Carr and Austin Pinto, and I'm pleased to say that today we have made a very famous signing in the in the world of blind broadcasting for a new co-host. We signed Mosin. No, not that one. As excitingly, we signed Mariam Mosin, who joins us today uh, live from Egypt. On today's show, we have the usual announcements from Austin. In our Android Basics section, we're going to talk about the Settings app and uh, default apps on Android. In the In Focus section, um, we're going to have an unboxing of the LG V60, courtesy of uh, Tabitha, aka Snow Sprite. In the Apps of the Week section, we're going to talk about Shortcut Maker, and Warren's going to demonstrate some of the features of that. You'll recall we had the um, interview with Rishikesh last week, and he's also going to demonstrate Star Launcher. And I'm pleased to say that joining us live to talk about our Android journey this week is Judy Jones. Warren, I think I'm going to hand over to you first to welcome our new co-host properly. Well, thank you so much. And we want to thank Ms. Mosen for joining us. Ms. Mosen? Yes, I actually am really glad to join you today. Uh, I have been listening to the podcast and I'm definitely pleased to join you and contribute with, the, with you in this Amazing, amazing podcast that's definitely useful to the blinds and vision impaired all over the world. Thank you so much. Austin? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. And Judy? Yes. Hi. Um, thank you for having me on today, and I look forward to sharing my Android journey. And I'm from Cedar Woolley, Washington. Thank you so much. Austin, can I turn to you to talk about the announcements this week? What's been happening? So this week in the announcement section, as usual, top tech tidbits mentioned us again. And I want to ask our users to go and subscribe to the newsletter because they support our community. So we need to support them. And it's a good newsletter. You won't get any ads or unwanted mail, just some visually challenged related information. And they also launched a new list directory. So you will get a lot of mailing list subscription information on that directory. And we are also mentioned there, so you can check them out. Also, I want to tell our listeners that we have a full-fledged website. It's not only a podcast hosting website, but it's a full-fledged website. And we have a section now where you will find guides and articles on different Android technologies and things. And currently, there are two guides. And if you want to submit your guide or you want to submit an article to us, you can send that to contact us at blindandroidusers.com and I will have the link to that articles page in the show notes. Brilliant. Thanks, Austin. Let's move on to Android basics then. And Warren, do you want to, do you want to take it away and talk to us about the settings app? So now we come to that segment where we talk about after finishing your Android installation, we talk about things like the home screen, which we talked about last week. And today we want to talk about the settings. Of course, you want to be able to go in there 
and change the settings and things like that. And of course, sometimes what happens is that when you get your Android phone, some carriers, for some example, do not know how to properly adjust your APNs to make your internet and multimedia services work. And as a result of that, you need to go into the settings. So today we're going to go into the settings, explore the settings, see what we have in the settings and areas that you could adjust things if things are not working for you. So we're thinking of this like your control panel on your computer. So with that, let's go ahead and turn on our phone. So I'm going to swipe down with three fingers. That's how you bring down your quick panel, or you could swipe down with two fingers, which brings you to the notification and swipe down again with two fingers. And that takes you to the quick panel. I'll demonstrate both. So I swipe down with two fingers. Notification shade, 9.16 AM. If I swipe down again with two fingers. Quick settings. That is in the quick settings and that's the quick panel. Now I'm gonna go home, swipe up with two fingers from the bottom. Pixel launcher, folder, money, more items. So I'm back to the home now. Swipe down with three fingers to take me to that quick panel, which is the quick settings. There quick we settings. go. Quick settings. So what we're looking for here is at the bottom of the tiles, just above the uh, notification, because you still have the notification below that quick panel, below that quick settings. And to the right there is an item that says open settings. That's where it will take us to the settings. But here in the quick panel, we have things like Wi-Fi, mesh, switch on, Wi-Fi signal full, mobile data, switch off, battery saver, switch off, do not disturb, switch off, flashlight, switch off, auto-rotate screen, switch off, off. this device is connected to Google 5 VPN, edit order of settings, button, open settings, button. And then there's the open settings. Settings, search settings. When we tap on open settings, the good thing is that if you're looking for a particular thing, you could tap on the search and you could quickly jump to what you're looking for. But the purpose of this is to go through and see what we have here in our system settings, including those areas where you could find things like the APNs and all of that. So starting from the top, this is what we've got. Wi-Fi connected to the image and list. So here you can go into Wi-Fi and manage Wi-Fi's if you're having problem with the one that you're particularly connected to and you want to switch to another one. For example, I got maybe like three different routers in my home. I could switch back and forth, uh, but I kind of prefer staying on the Google Mesh. So let's go down below that. Connected devices, Bluetooth, Android Auto, driving mode, NFC. Here's where you can go in for Bluetooth related things and or uh, the other things that it announced, you know, including Android Auto and all of that. Now we go down some more. Absent notifications, assistant, recent apps, default apps. This is important. This is where you go in and check things like, you know, the apps and the notifications and how you want to manage those things. You want to change how certain apps behave in certain conditions or maybe at nighttime, you don't want them to come on or whatever. You wanna go in here and make those changes in the apps and notification area. And you can also uh, go either clear cache or manage permissions and all of that. All of that is located right here in the apps and the notification area. And moving on, we get to- Battery, 45% should last until about 6.00 PM. Battery, uh, 
I should have charged my battery, but it says I have 45%, which is good enough for this podcast. <laughs> I'm not watching any videos. So here you can go in and change battery management or, you know, you want to optimize certain things so that you have the battery saver turned on and all of that. This is the area you go into. Display, styles, wallpapers, screen timeout, font size, display. So here you can go in here and change those display most especially when you first set up your Android by default is 30 seconds to lock the screen to shut off the screen so you want to go in here and change how you want it to be or if you want to set the brightness lower down the brightness or set it on a schedule or use adaptive brightness adjustments or whatever the case may be this is the area that you go in and make such changes now let's move on Sound and vibration, volume, haptics, do not disturb. Sound and vibration. Ah, uh, isn't this important? You want to change that ringtone and put that one that your girlfriend or boyfriend loves, or your hubby loves, that kind of beautiful side, uh, beautiful setting there. You can go in there and make all of those changes and you customize uh, ringtones and all of that. This is where you go in. Storage, 71% use dash 18.32 GB free. At 18-something gigs left, I don't have too much to mess around with. All right, but you can go in here and in here also is where you find things like the files so you can browse things, um, but this is where you go. Privacy, permissions, account activity, personal data, privacy. This is very important, most especially if you're running Android 10 or, or higher. Uh, I think also Pi does have some permission control. So you want to go in here. The first time I think it was on Pi and I realized how many of my apps were getting my location and all of that. And so with that introduction of Pi, you could change and allow who can have location permissions and who cannot have your location permissions. So this is an important area that you need to go in there and set those things that you want and those things that you don't want to have access to any of your location or access to your microphone, access to your camera or whatever that you don't want them to have access to. You may even go in there and tell them, hey, I don't have access to any of my, my phone. You know, some apps by default want to grab your contacts. Go in here, guys, and make those changes. Let's move on. Location. On dash 40 apps have access to location. Location. Aha. Uh -huh. It has. It's saying 40 apps <laughs> have locations. Now, some of these, what this means is that some of them, I only set them to only have location when they're launched or when I'm using them, you know, most especially like GPS apps. I don't want them to constantly pinging my location. No, no, no. I only want them to have access when I'm using the app. And so you want to go in here as well and do that and set them to only when I'm using the app or never or always or whatever. And then you can also set it to where it says, if I don't use it for X amounts of days, then totally turn it off. Let's move to the next. Security, play protect, screen lock, face unlock. Of course, this is self-explanatory. You could go in here and change your pin, change your pattern, change your passwords. And, you know, if your phone supports face unlock, you can also do that. Or if you have a fingerprint reader, you can also add that in here if you have um, maybe like just one and you want to add more fingers to the fingerprint reader, you can go in here and do that as well. Next, let's go down. Succumbs, duo, dash lane, and signal. 
So here you go in and find the accounts and, you know, all you hear things like Dashlane and Duo and all of that. If you have Microsoft Outlook, all of them would be here. And even the good old Yahoo, if you have a Yahoo account, all those accounts are located here, including, of course, Google's own account, which would be your account. Let's move on. Accessibility, screen readers, display, interaction controls. This is a very important segment because you go in here and find all the accessibility settings and adjust things to your liking. You want to turn Braille back on. Uh, if you've installed it, you want to turn switched on. Uh, for people who have dexterity issues, you could go in here and adjust those things. And so this is a very important part that you go into after setting your Android device and make sure that you adjust things to your need or you happen to be someone who has a little bit of a usable vision, go in here too and make things accessible to the way that you would like them to be. Now, next one. Digital loading and parental controls, screen time, app timers, bedtime schedules. Digital opening and parental controls. Ah, this is the part that my kids don't like because I turn off oh, the Wi-Fi. I hate this part. I hate parental controls. No. <laughs> I can hear that, my dear lady. And, um, you know, sometimes as parents, we need to do that because I don't want my... Well, my to son. be honest, my parents don't do this to me, but I do this to my sister. My really so. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, my kids can be up here at like, oh, maybe... Um, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock or whatever. I don't want them to be on the phone at 12 o'clock or, you know, things like that. So you go in here and manage those things and, you know, say, hey, at 10 o'clock, 10, 15. So for me, at 11, 15, all the Wi-Fi uh, connectivities for the <laughs> devices are turned off. And then, you know, on Fridays and, uh, and Saturdays, it's a free-for-all kind of thing, you know. So let's move to the next one. Google services and preferences. Google. So you go here and and adjust all the googly um, stuff here if you want to. System languages gestures time backup system. So here is where you go in and you find things like inputs, you know, including the keyboard or you want to add additional keyboards. So if you install a keyboard, for example, you want to go in here to turn it on because if you don't go in here, it's not going to show in the list of the keyboards that you have on your phone. But so you go in here, you could also go in here and change things like uh, backup and all of that. And you can also set the phone here if you want to. You could also check for updates here. Now, it may be a little bit different on other phones because I'm doing this on a Pixel device and others are not grouped the way that it is grouped here on the Pixel phone. Let's move to the next one. About phone, Pixel 4, about phone. You go in the about phone and here is where you can see like the model number and the IMEIs and all of that and the software, uh, legal information and all of that. You go in here. Tips and support, help articles, phone and chat, getting started. Tips and support. That's if you want to um, communicate with someone from Google and all of that. You can go in there and look at those tips as well. Tips and support. And that would be the last item in the settings of the phone. And so I think one thing I forgot to mention earlier, like when I started the first part, in this um, area where it talks about Wi-Fi, you can go in there and also that's where you'll find your uh, APNs. But in some phones like the Motorola phones and Nokia phones, 
you're going to find it in an area called more settings or more simply says more and you go in there and you find things like mobile networks and vpns and all of that that's the area that you want to go to and that will be the part of the segment on your system settings, which is a very important part of your phone that you need to be familiar with in order to adjust things to your liking. Ed, that will be my little talk about settings. Thanks, Aaron. I, I've just got a question, uh, and then I want to show a couple of things to show how the um, the grouping can change and why that's relevant. You, you mentioned APNs earlier. I mean, I'm, con I'm conscious that we probably know what those are. C can you go into that a little bit for some of the listeners? What are APNs? Absolutely. See, this is one of the things that we sometimes take for granted, don't we? We kind of assume that everybody understands what we're talking about. And it can be very annoying, you know, because someone says, APNs, what the hell is APN? You know, so when we talk about APNs, we're talking about, you know, uh, access point names. And so, for instance, if you're a carrier, for example, AT&T, I'm being selfish here using an AT&T uh, here in the US, but of course we do have AT&T has its fingers around a lot of networks around the world. So I'm not too far off on this one, but so you can go in here and adjust. Usually it used to be that sometimes you need to know what those uh, settings are like you know what the ports are and what the usernames or you know if it needs a password or whatever or else it used to be you put in your sim card and you're not having access to the multimedia services someone sends you a picture and you can download it or you send someone a picture and it just keeps spinning and spinning and it's not going out to that person then that what that means is that the apns have not been set but lately most carriers have come to the realization that a lot of people don't know how to do that. So you don't have to be calling someone, but some still do. So you need to go in there and change those uh, areas and make them accessible to you. Thanks, Warren. Um, and then you mentioned uh, uh, the, the groupings being different. And I'm, I'm going to show you why this is. Um, you you might have noticed as well when Warren was going through the settings, Android gave you a little hint about what was contained in that item if you double click on it. Uh, it's useful. It's not, though, comprehensive. So on, on Warren's Pixel and on my Samsung phone, um, accessibility is in its own uh, little settings area. I've got my OnePlus 8 here, and accessibility is not in its own setting area. It's in system. But if I go to system in my settings app, system, language, and keyboard, time, reset, system updates, no mention of accessibility at all. I'll just prove that to you that it's interesting. here. interesting, Ed. I, I didn't know that. And I'm sorry, you know, interrupting you there, but I never knew that the OnePlus um, has its accessibility within the system settings, and it doesn't even mention that it is in there. And it's a very important um, feature of the phone, isn't it? Especially it for is. those of us who are blind or have some disabilities. Yes, germane to this podcast, I would argue. I will just prove to you that it's here and I haven't just impugned the reputation of OnePlus. System. Disabled. There you go. First item in system. So at least at least they've promoted it in system. Um, I'd, I'd like just to talk about default apps, if I can. We, we talked about needing to switch out launchers last week because sometimes uh, they, they, they're not really accessible. The same can be true of stock apps. Um, normally, 
if you do replace an app that's capable of being set as a default, like a phone app, if, if you download the Google phone dialer, for instance, it will typically ask you if you want to change your default and set it as its default. All the launchers do that, browsers typically do. But if for some reason your app doesn't, uh, I'm going to show you where you go and change that. And then I'm going to show you a consequence of having done that. So I'm going to come out of system settings. I want to go to apps and notifications where Warren uh, was earlier. Default apps is what we want. So you can, you can go in here and change the default assistance app if you want to. You could probably set it to Alexa or something. You could change your browser. Home app, that's your launcher. Mindset to Hyperion, as uh, uh, devoted listeners will know from last week. So, so phone app, phone. I'm going to go in here and show you something. So I have a system app called phone, which is the OnePlus app, which isn't ticked. And that phone app that is ticked is the Google app. But as you might have gathered from the whole, that the app names, that creates a bit of a problem. So I'm going to go into your app, my apps list and show you why and what you can do about it. So I'm going to flick up with two fingers to bring my apps list into focus. I'm going to scroll down to phone. You heard that? I've got phone column two and phone column three. Now, isn't that really annoying? Because on the face of it, I don't know which app to open. Um, I could have obviously put the default app on the home screen, but wouldn't it be good if I didn't have to listen to both phone apps? So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to find the phone app uh, in question. The, the OnePlus app, which is the system phone app. I'm going to double tap and hold. And I'm going to find the app info button, which pops up. And I'm going to open app info in settings. We could have got to this in apps and notifications, but I wanted to show you why it was a problem in the apps list. Now I've got a disable button here. Chances are, if you've changed the default app that's a system app, you've done it because you don't like the system app. So, you know, this isn't the case for browsers, but browsers generally have just, uh, different names. So, so if you've disabled, if, if you've changed the default of a system app, I would recommend, particularly if it has the same name as an app you've replaced it with, you come in and disable the system app. If you disable this app, Android and other apps may no longer function as intended. Keep in mind, you can't delete this app since it came reinstalled on your device. By disabling, you turn this app off and hide it on your device. Disable app button out of list. So you always get that warning, but keep in mind you hide the app on your device, which is key, and I'll show you why in a minute. I'm going to disable it. I'm going to reopen the apps list. Personal apps list. Search. Contacts. Process. 
So we've got one plus switch. Phone, photos. We've lost a phone app, ladies and gentlemen. By disabling it, we don't then have a duplicate apps list uh, entry that we don't know what it does. So that was all I wanted to say uh, about default apps. Let's move then to our in focus section. And for this, we're going to have uh, an unboxing of the LG V60 from Tabitha. Good evening, blind Android users. This is the Snow Sprite, AKA Tabitha. If some of you didn't know that that's my real name, also Tab as Warren calls me. Hello, I am gonna do an unboxing of a phone. I've literally got the box that came in, the delivery box, so I've busted it open so you don't have to hear me fight with scissors and boxes. But everything else will be fresh and new and unpreviously opened. So we've got little foam rollers, got some ASMR there for those of you that like that part of unboxing. And so we've got the rectangle box um, with some tape on it. It looks like um, it's the usual, like, uh, you know, the top of the box slides over the bottom of the box. So let's see. I didn't bring my scissors in here with me, so... Here's some on the other side. Ooh, if I can get it. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, there we go. You know when you like try to peel tape off and you have to get like the corner, but you have to get it right so that it actually peels off. Here we go. Come all the way off. All right, ready? Here's. Hold on, let me see if I can get it. There. And in this box, we have. Ooh. Uh, a nice. It looks like a cleaning cloth. It feels. Um, kind of silky, but not like actual silk. It doesn't feel like the um, the usual ones where it sort of feels like a crushed velvet, but like I think it's microfiber. It feels a little bit different, so let's see. And then directly underneath that, excuse my non-existent accent, underneath that is the phone that I am unboxing today. It's got. lots of plastic on it. So this is fun. Um, it looks like it has some buttons on the side, a sort of elongated oval shaped camera on the back, 
It's a very, very long rectangle. It is longer than my current phone. And then it looks like it's got the speaker on the bottom, and it actually has, it looks like the headphone jack on the bottom. Uh, my previous phone had it on the top. So it's got the speaker, little grills. And then the um, charging port, and then it looks like maybe some volume and power buttons on the side. So, since I apparently forgot to say so earlier, this phone is the LG V60. So, see, I told you, not a new phone, but it's the phone I got. And then it looks like there are some paper things, and then the uh, SIM card stuff under here. And then, let's see, I might have to, okay, there we go, flip it up to get some other stuff out of here. Um, so, very plasticky in there. So it's got like the paper stuff, and then the... Oh, how nice. This one looks like it still comes with the actual charging cable and the wall charger. And that appears to be all the things that come with this phone. Oh, and of course the paperwork, but you know, that's happening. So yeah, that's the phone. Um, unboxed, I think I'm gonna take off and turn it on and do all the usual Android-y things you do when you first get a phone. So let's see, I realized that in my excitement, I forgot to give you a full rundown of the phone, the physical uh, look of the phone. So here we go. It's got, it's as I said before, it's very long. It's, it's definitely something you could hold in your hands like a game controller which I think maybe may have been the idea or some of the idea because this is a phone that is uh, it's not foldable but it it can come with two screens I think the one I got does not have the case with the second screen it only has the uh, only has the one so it sort of looks like a game controller if you hold it <laughs> if you hold it long ways this will definitely be a good um, good for doing the tabletop mode. Actually, this would be really great. I'm putting my fingers on it now, my six fingers, in the tabletop mode for braille screen input, and this is great. It's much okay, come on. more roomy than my current phone, which is the V30. Um, so yeah, super long. It's got rounded um, edges, of course. So let's see. Peel that open. 
covered in plastic. Okay, and then, so yeah, this feels like, and I think you can look this up, but there it's glass, front and back, I believe. And then there's the, I don't know if it's specifically aluminum or just metal, but it's sort of a metallic frame around it. And there is, on the front side of it, like nothing. There's no home buttons, no, you can't really feel um, any kind of like, you can't really feel the speaker. You can kind of just barely feel um, where like maybe the speaker and the camera are up by the top, but not really. It's got, along the top, it's kind of, it's got like a texture almost as if there's more plastic to it, but I don't think that's what it is. And then, along these sides, so on the left side, you've got three buttons. Um, volume up and down, the two close together, and then a little bit further down. I'm actually not sure. I have to play around with this. I apologize for not having remembered to do that beforehand. Um, I think, like, on, on some phones it would be camera, so it could be a camera phone. Anyway, you've got those three. And then it's just a long, smooth edge. And then along the bottom, I think I did mention earlier that the headphone jack is there. And um, then you've got the charging port, I believe is USB-C. There's a little grill you can feel for the speaker. And then up the right edge is just the one button, uh, which I believe is the, excuse me, which I believe is the power button. And then on the back, you have the you have the camera which is similarly shaped actually yeah it's pretty much the same shape as the camera on my v30 which is to say it is this really long rectangle it's sort of you know what it looks like a pill like it's a giant pill shape, you know, with the rounded edges and it's elongated like that. That's what the camera on this is shaped like, a giant flat pill. <laughs> and then, of course, further down, there's just the paper and things that get peeled off, so not part of the phone. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that for you all. I'm sorry I missed it earlier. 
Also, I'm not entirely sure. It's hard to feel. I think maybe some of these little textured bits that I'm feeling, maybe where um, some of the extra bits go in like the sorry like the sd card and such but i'm not clear i apologize for not having looked that up beforehand so again this is the lg v60 and for those of you interested i got the blue one And then, for fun, I grabbed my ruler. See if I can measure this thing for you all. And yeah, it looks like it is a big honking, like literally from longest edge to longest edge. It is just over six and a half inches. Like, this is a big phone. <laughs> Thought I was done with big phones, but no. And then it's about maybe three inches the other way. So yeah, somewhat two squares together. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much, Davis, for this actually cool unboxing. Uh, it's very really useful to know about the LD60. Um, so. Yeah, thank you. That's amazing. Let's move on then to our app of the week section. And we've got two apps this week. Um, Warren, we talked to Rishikesh last week about Shortcut Maker. And I think you wanted to show us a thing or two about that app. Indeed, we did talk with uh, Rishikesh last week. And I had kind of actually promised that I was going to talk about that app this week. So it makes sense that we take a little quick look at that and see what it all encompasses. And um, so here we are, and I'm going to bring up our shortcut maker. Last week, I kind of showed some of the items in there, but I'm going to quickly tell you what each of those items do. I don't want to spend a long time on this because I know we have other things coming up and we don't want to waste too much time on that. Um, but so when you bring it up, apps, row one, column one, the grid, three rows, four columns. apps in here, you can go in here and choose which app, like if you want to create an app shortcut on your, your home screen or wherever you go in here. Activities, column two. This is a very important one, um, activities. And I'll show you why I think it is important. Now, so I brought it up and it says activities and it's gonna show all of your apps here. But the cool thing about it is that it tells you how many activities are found in each of those apps. So for instance, if I touch the first one in the list, 4K Camera Pro, one activity, one of 393, and list, 393 items. So that only has one um, activity. And Voice Aloud Reader, five activities, two of 393. Since a lot of you use a Voice Aloud Reader, maybe we'll see what the activities Adobe are. Nine activities. And Voice Aloud Reader, five activities, two of 393. So we got... And Voice Aloud Reader, com.typeperiodics.ofr.com activity, one of five, and list, five items. And Voice Aloud Reader, com.typeperiodics.ofr.startup activity, two of five, and Voice... And voice allowed reader, com.typeperiodics.ofr.startup activity, three of five. And what?
And voice add the list. Com.hyperionics.avar.save on the activity. Four or five. And voice add the but voice. Com.hyperionics.avar.speed reference activity. Five or five. Yeah, so you see how, how it's going. Uh, now, so I want to go down to something like the Braille back, because I think that was what I got this for, uh, because Braille back has a tendency to crash uh, from time to time, and then I have to go back into system settings and then to accessibility and then go turn talk back off and turn it back on. Now, the good thing about this is that you can search. As you hear, there are over 300 items in here. So at the top is a search feature, and so you can quickly search for what you're looking for. So instead of me going through the list to go find Android accessibility or you know uh, Braille back and all of that, I'm going to go look for the search instead at the top of the phone near the right-hand corner. Search out of list. Showing English. U.S. Voice input. Braille back. Search. Keyboard hidden. Show when I tap one. on Braille back, let's see what we find. Braille back, five activities, two or four. So there's Braille back, and it Braille has back, five, five activities. Five, two four. And so here's what we have. Braille hardware keyboard wizard. And in this case, it will be the settings. So that one would be what I would need. So if I tap here, it takes me to a screen where I could add it or create an automatically add to the home screen. I could put it in the favorites. Or the, the add intent. Share. There's a share. Shortcut image button. Shortcut image. Watermark image button. Remove button. Remove. Real back. Try the shortcut. Collection shortcuts. Real back. Tap to edit label. Real back. Tap to edit label. And I could change the label if I want to. Icon. Tap to edit icon. Icon. Real back. Com. Real back. Extra customization. Shortcut lock. Enable fingerprint and pinner pattern off. Shortcut lock. Enable fingerprint and Checkbox, not checked. Shortcut fix, fix reset shortcut issue on some launchers like TouchWiz. Shortcut, checkbox, not checked. Okay. Now, what we're after is at the bottom of the screen where it says... Shortcut fix, fix reset shortcut is create shortcut button. Create shortcut on the right-hand corner. Add to home screen, touch and hold to place manually. So you could choose manually where you want it to go. That's you're going to long press and move it till you get the place that you want it to, uh, to go. or you could just say automatic. So if I just say, hey, add automatically, button. add automatically, then I tap here. Pixel launcher, replayer. And that should have placed it on my home screen. Back. And there it is, Braille back. Not connected. Real back. Device. So when I tap there, you know, it takes me to the settings. So if my Braille back was crashing, I could go in here and enable or disable it and then, um, you know, get things going as to going into system settings and then, you know, accessibility and all of that. Now, moving on, um, let's talk Shortcut about, maker. I'm going to go back here Shortcut. now. We got... Um, that was activity. So you can do that with all the other activities in there, whatever that you want to do. And then we got contacts. Column three. Contacts. You can create the shortcut to your contacts. Folders. Column four. Or folders. Files. Row two. Column files. One. You can go in here and look at the different files that if you want to put a shortcut on your uh, home screen. Intents. Column two. Intents. Uh, let's see what shortcut that maker. intends. Navigate up. Button out of grid. Action change default. Three of one hundred fifty-two. 
Action notification listener settings, 4152. A- action print settings, 5152. Add account settings, 6 of 152. Add device admin, 7 to 152. Airplane mode settings, 8 of 152. App settings, 9 to 152. There's App our APN settings there again. App error, 10 to 152. So error. you got the gist. You can go in here and uh, bring those things closer to where you can find them at the home screen instead of digging into the settings to find those things. In app, so let's, after intense settings, column three. settings, of course, you go in here, it's going to take you to the settings of your phone, and you can grab whatever that you want to put on your home screen from within that settings, system settings. Websites, column four. Websites, Websites. that's if you go in here, you're going to find the different browsers that you can do, uh, or, you know, add some website to your home screen. Interlink, row three, column one, uh, interlink. Interlink, let's see what that is. New reminder, calendar, 4 of 80. Settings, camera 4K Pro, 5 of 80. Gallery, camera 4K Pro. Record video, camera 4K Pro. Selfie, camera 4K Pro. Camera, camera 4K Pro, 9 of 80. You got the gist. And then, in-app, column 2. In-app, let's see what's in-app. Direct message, contacts, 2 of 30. Contact, contacts, 3 of 30. Now play in history, device personalization services, 4 of 30. Docs, new document, docs, 5 of 30. Drive shortcut, drive, 6 of 30. Drive scan, drive, Dropbox folder, Dropbox, 8 of 30. You got the gist here. Let's move on. Requested is this, you know, you can go in here and add something that you would like to request or people have requested. You can view those in here. Split, column four. Or split, you can go in here and say, hey, I want this app on the top and this other one at the bottom. Collections, button out of print. Collections Collections. is like what he was talking about last week. You can uh, do like a batch uh, things here and then. Extension button. Extension. Extension. Coming soon. Printing face. Also, it says that one is coming soon. History one of nine. And list. And nine then items. history. Favorite two of nine. Favorites. Favorite. The things that you've added to your favorite. Donate three of nine. Donate. Donate. You can give him a little coffee. Uh, you know, dollar or something here to drink some coffee. I think I should. App settings four of nine. App and the settings. app settings. Help five of nine. Help. Help. Join Telegram six of nine. Join Telegram. Follow me on Twitter seven of nine. Can follow him on Twitter. Contact, and then about app. That would be what the shortcut maker would do. You know, probably one could do a whole podcast or episode on this, but I don't want to do that. So the next thing I want to quickly move to is the star launcher. And the star launcher is actually something that I found actually just a day before we did our last episode. And I was going to talk about that because we're talking about launchers and all of that. But I didn't think anything about it because I didn't install it then. And I just installed that thing like yesterday or whatever. And I realized that it's such a good app that it's worth the mention. So I want to look at that quick because what it reminds me of is customization that it has or what it brings to the table in the way of customization. Device unlocked. So I got the Star Prime, and I believe that this thing was uh, $2, but it was free. I want to just long press somewhere on the home screen, and you have wallpaper, settings, and widget. So let's go to the settings, which is the most important. That's the review. General settings, two of 21. General settings. Let's see what is in general settings or under the general heading. Notification dots, notification access needed, three of 21. So here you can go enable notification dots. Prime settings, four of 21. Prime settings. Prime settings, 
So if you want the feed, which I call the Google feed, uh, you have to uh, enable that. Um, you got to enable that. And, and then you can download like a bridge add-on if you want to enable that. Then the theme, if you want a dark theme or whatever theme you want, you go in here and change that theme. And search. So we go in here just like Ed was showing last week on his um, Hyperion launcher. Here you have. You can. You can choose which provider you want. Then that. So as you can see, you can customize that. Let's go back here. Edit apps, and that's the one I... So you can go here and change the grid, how many uh, grids you want. I think it even has up to nine. So if you want to make... Uh, so what that means is you're going to have smaller icons and things like that, but you can have up to nine columns and nine uh, rows and things like that. And it's the only launcher that I see that has that. Okay. That's it. Um, let's go. Let's go back here. And then... Action and gestures. This is important. Gestures. So as you, you can see, uh, it's some of those same gestures that we have. But here's what I want to talk about real quick. The thing I like is the renaming, being able to rename an app because it supports those actions as, as well. And so if I want to rename, I have Solid Explorer here. If I long press on, on Solid Explorer, it has four shortcuts. There's widgets, app info, uninstall, preferences. In the preferences, this is what we have. Now here I can change the name if I want it to be something else. So I'm going to erase Solid Explorer. I'm going to rename it to maybe something silly. Let's call it toy or dog. 
dog. Okay. So see now I have renamed my solid explorer to dog. So if you have conflicting apps like the one that um, Ed was showing earlier, if you don't want to disable that app, but if you have them on the home screen, say you have a Samsung device and you have the Samsung messages and you have the Google messages or you have apps like the scanner, for example, the scanner from um, Voice Dream Reader guys and it's also called scanner and I have other apps that are called scanner. I can go there and change that icon name and change it to something like Legere or uh, Voice Dream Scanner, whatever that is. And so that's what um, the star launcher brings to the table. And I'm sorry, we don't have enough time to go into all that it does, but it's a very customizable uh, app. You can, when you move things around, it does the same thing that you you find using uh, the Google uh, Pixel launcher or whatever launcher that supports you know shortcuts and it tells you what is being moved and all of that. So I absolutely ask people to try it if you want to, and I recommend it, add it to, your launchers of choice if you want to uh, further customize your phone. This is a launcher to go for. Thanks, Warren. That sounds like a great launcher uh, indeed, and uh, uh, as good, if not better, than some of the ones we demonstrated last week. Now, finally, on the con uh, on the podcast, uh, our My Android Journey segment this week uh, comes to us courtesy of Judy Jones. And as you've heard, Judy is on the podcast live with us. Hey, Judy. So my Android journey has been really interesting. I, like so many blind people, when I was leaving the Symbian platform, um, I had had a number of phones since 2000 five and I had talks on them and I loved it because I love the eloquence voice so I had oh gosh I had the I think the 6220 the 6530 the 6682 the I think I had the, at one point the uh, N95 and the N96 I mean I just loved them all I, I really did and I was loath to leave that platform in 2009 I think was my last official. And then, of course, I started trying to get some off of eBay, like, oh, can I please, 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 please. And then, you know, it was the hardware. I was, I was finding hardware failure in some of these more, you know, sooner than later. And I thought, you know what, I need to force myself kicking and screaming into a touchscreen um, scenario. So after work one day, I stopped off at my AT&T, my provider, and I'd heard that all these blind people were using iPhones. And so I'm like, I don't know what one is, but hey. So I go in and uh, they knew how, of course, to turn on the voiceover and get me started and so forth. Uh, I spent a year with that iPhone and extremely frustrated with it. And to make a long story short, I ended up through work, had a colleague who worked at the Utah School for the Blind who was training in an Android. And um, I'm like, Android, huh, I've heard of it. So he suggested, and so I went to my AT&T, and the lady who helped, helped me out uh, had, a, at the time, it was an Optimus 2 phone. It was an LG phone, Optimus 2. And this was just right when Jelly Bean had gotten started. 
And so this this is the thing that my contact had said, you know, now that um, Android is on Jelly Bean, you're going to have a good experience with it. You'll you'll enjoy it, I think. So anyway, I get this phone and I loved it. I, I really did. Uh, I didn't know anything about a home screen. I knew it was kind of like a desktop, but didn't know what to do with it, anything like that. And he suggested, I said, what do I do? And he suggested, you know, for beginner, uh, download an app called Equalize. And I don't know if any of y'all remember that one, but it it basically saved my life in the first, in the sense that it was an, one of these blindy accessible home screen apps that kind of, you know, that, that really just guide you by the hand through everything, which is what I needed. <laughs> but it, it's a good little app and it's too, it's too bad it was abandoned shortly thereafter, but it, it was a good little app. It was, it was pretty cool. Anyway, so I had, so that's, that's what I got started on that Symbian 2. And then somehow, I think it was Quentin Williams, who, who was my colleague, by the way, who actually told me about this list, the, um, what used to be the eyes free. Oh gosh, now I don't remember what it was called. It was set, but it was the eyes free list and introduced me to Warren Carr. Yeah, the eyes free. Yep. Okay. So I got on that list and I was, uh, then kind of ready. I'd heard about, uh, this is when Sam, the S4 was out and I was asking about smaller phones and Warren was telling me about the S4 mini. And so I thought, oh, that sounds cool. So I got one off of eBay, an, an, a new unlocked one. And I loved it. And today it's, uh, it's repurposed as a grandfather clock it's sitting in our living room. <laughs> but uh, I love that phone. I, I still do. And it works wonderfully. Battery life is awesome. Uh, then, of course, from there, I went to the S5 mini. And uh, I also, let's see, I had a couple of LG phones in between there. One of, part of my phone journey is we were looking for a phone for my husband, who's also blind. And he didn't want to go to a touch screen. So I'm thinking, are you sure? And so I thought, what can I find? What would be the easiest phone if he has to go to a touch screen and so on? At one time in my collection, I had 15 phones that I either got really cheap or traded up, you know, traded up or whatever. And I still have some of them. Um, but yes, um, for myself, uh, let's see. I've, I've had a couple of LG phones. I had the G4 back then. Uh, and then, of course, I mentioned the e, the G20. At one time, I had the the Escape. That was an LG phone. It was a smaller one. And so was the Vigor. I tried that one out, too. And they were all really good, um, really good phones. Did, did what I wanted them to do, touch screen smaller. The smallest one I've had is a ZTE phone, which is the Avail 2. And I bought it for like 89 bucks. And uh, I loved it. It was great. Real cute little tiny phone. Um, but anyway, fast forwarding to I finally um, went into the Samsung S7. And the thing I've liked about the Samsungs is I like the feature of having a dedicated button you can choose to have answer your phone. It's certainly not necessary, but it's a nice touch, I think. And so, and Samsung's really done, you know, for the most part, pretty well with accessibility, you know, throughout through the years. So, uh, S, I've had the S7. Um, I actually still have my S7. The S8, I traded in. Uh, and I went straight up to the S10e. Uh, and this is like as of this year. One of the fun phones I've really had that I love, that I use as a backup, it's one that uh, somebody on the eyes free list back then recommended to me because I, I was curious. Actually, two of them. 
one of them was an Android flip phone that was sold overseas that you actually got through, I think it was U.S. Mobile over here, you could. It was called the Galaxy Wine Smart. And it was just a flip phone. You'd, you'd open up, you'd have your touch screen, plus your physical buttons. And it was the best phone. Uh, when we had a tower upgrade, though, it quit working. And this was back in 2016. Uh, uh, just one fine day in January when we had a snow day and I couldn't go to work and was trying to call in. That was great. So anyway, that, that, that quit working, unfortunately. I was really sad to see that one go. But in 2017, I heard about the Gal Samsung Galaxy Folder 2, and it's the SMG1560, I think. Now that I'm trying to think of it, I'm not sure. But I think, I think it's something like that, and SMG1560. But uh, it, again, is a flip phone. It holds all of my 100-plus apps. It, ha it will hold my SD, my 250-byte gigabyte SD card. Uh, it's got dedicated button for uh, social media, so I've dedicated it to YouTube. Uh, it's got a messaging button that I uh, programmed into the Android message, the Google messages for Android. It's got a camera button that I uh, am using with open camera on that phone. And it's a wonderful little phone. Uh, the thing about it is, unlike Samsung, it, it did not come with any TTS loaded into it. So I, I had to have some assistance getting TalkBack put on it. But once it was put on, no, no problem. Uh, one of the other downsides to it, though, is that when you close the screen, TalkBack turns off. So, And when you open the screen, you have to wake TalkBack up, off. Take, wake it up. It only takes a few seconds. But it... Um, it does, it does wake up, but it's kind of an annoyance. I, I wish TalkBack would stay on. That's the, that's the only thing about it I don't like, but it's very minimal. It, it's, you know, and like when I'm so using the phone regularly, it doesn't, you know, I don't even think about it really. But that's my Android journey, and I started with Android in 2013 and haven't looked back. Thank I you, Judy, for that. Thank you. I think that was a great uh, experience. And this is why we like hearing those Android journey stories, because it reminds us of those days when we first got started and what the struggles were and how we felt at the time. But, you know, it seems like you actually have had a very good experience. So thank you for sharing that with us and with our audiences. Well, it was the list and you and Austin and people like you guys. Uh, and Tabitha, I know that you have helped me out on some things earlier. I remember talking to you on the list i think it was like a twitter issue i was having at the time that you helped me with and um oh i mean i different people on the list i can think of who've helped me with different problems and that's what it's so wonderful hearing everybody's voice when you get on these podcasts because you know you just want to give a big shout out and thank you and it's the list that really got me through a lot of things so thank you guys thanks very much gd and that thank you, brings us to the end of proceedings this week so if people want to contact us, they can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. If they want to join our mailing list, then they can send an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. They can follow us on Twitter at blindroidusers. And we are also on Telegram and the link will be in the show notes. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. 
You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day. Music